This is Canada Reads American Style, featuring two friends who love Canada Reads and Canadian literature. Welcome our host Rebecca from Michigan and Tara from Ontario. Hi everyone, it is Rebecca and Tara, and our topic today is our mid-year reading goals update. However, the first thing I want to ask Tara is, how's your air quality? <laughs> well, yesterday, not so great. Yeah. Today is much better, much better today. Yeah, yesterday was weird. The day before yesterday, it seemed fine, but I noticed my throat was really irritated, and I, I couldn't figure out why, and then it was bad yesterday, so I was like, oh, that's, that's the throat irritation. Weird. And I think it's supposed to be bad tomorrow. What about you? I think you have it a little worse than we did, or it started earlier. Yeah, we're ahead of you because it started out, I guess, Chicago and Detroit had the worst air quality in the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm about an hour north of Detroit. And so, man, a couple days ago, it was really bad. Yesterday, it was, by the end of the day, like I could see the blue skies and a little bit of clouding, you know, clouds mm -hmm. and stuff, which was great. And then today bad again. I mean, wow. and it's funny too, because they're telling people to wear a mask and I have a ton of K and K K 95s, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. K 95s and yeah, N95, yeah. N 95s or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I have a ton of those. And I'm, when I, as soon as I go outside, I'm wearing it because I've, it's kind of been making me feel a little nauseous, which is weird yeah. like that. Yeah. I didn't expect. So, but I just, you know, my fingers are crossed for everybody in Canada and across, the, you know, the parts of the U.S. that are being affected by it. I just, you know, let's hope that they can get it, you know, those fires under control and we can be back to normal. Yep. Every day, that's what I hope for. So what are you reading lately? Well, I have a kind of an interesting book. I'm going to pull mm. it here so I can uh, read the title. It's, it's actually simple. It's called The Boxer, but it says it's book one in the Boxer series by Cat think. And here's oh. the deal. I came across her husband's secret and I'm pretty sure she won't be following me, so I'm not worried about it, but yeah. um, he only has 29 followers right now, but he created a uh, TikTok account to promote his wife's book without telling her that he's doing that, which oh, I thought was really nice. kind of sweet because yeah. she's a school teacher and he's, he's hoping that the book sells enough to just supplement her classroom yeah. And I thought, oh, for crying out loud, I totally have to buy a book. And I did give him also some advice on how to promote the book, but I'm not sure that he's done that quite yet. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it says here, uh, on the day they bury their father, Jacob Mason witnesses the birth of his brother's strange gift. Within weeks, the government removes Jake and his family from all they've known in order to train Samuel Mason as a state-sanctioned superhero. So what happens when you're not the hero of your own story? As Sam receives his training with other would-be heroes, Jake wrestles with the dark side of power and the secrets of superheroes. Mm. So I would say it's probably, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's YA. I just started it. So maybe like middle school, younger YA. So we'll see. Yeah. But I wanted to support uh, him in his efforts to help his wife sell copies. And he said the other day that he said that 12 copies sold. So it's okay. really... Yeah. So, yeah. but I just wanted to be supportive of a, of a new author. Yeah. And it's nice. It sounds like it's pushing a, a comfort. Uh, this is, doesn't strike me as really your genre, your comfort zone for books. Correct. So that's kind of nice too, that you're like yeah, stepping outside that box. Yes. Yeah, so I wanted to help a little bit. So I would just say, if you have 
young readers in your home. Uh, maybe that, that might be something they would be interested in. And I did get it from Amazon. So mm -hmm. check it out. Nice. Well, the book that I've been finishing is not for young readers. I repeat, <laughs> not. <laughs> I finished it this morning, but oh my gosh, so good. Rebecca. So it is The Echo Man by Sam Holland. And it is about a serial killer who, in the UK, is going on a rampage. He's been killing for a while, but the book covers, I think, 10 to 12 days in which he really ramps up his killings. And he is mimicking famous serial killers. Oh, my gosh. Yes. All leading up to, like, his final project. I don't know if that's the right word. So are these, like... Famous ones we know or famous like... Oh, just... yes. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, like, uh, so like Ted Bundy, uh, Dahmer, uh, the Golden State Killer. Yeah. Um, there's Sutcliffe, who I think was a UK serial killer. Or was it? Yeah, that was the Yorkshire Ripper, I think. Yes, yes. So it is, it is graphic, extremely violent. So like trigger warnings if, you know... For anything. I yeah. almost, because as I said, I think I put it in my Instagram post, there were times when I was just like, I closing my eyes and I'm like, well, stupid, you can't like not read it. You've got to like <laughs> at least open your eyes so you can see where to skip. But yeah. so good. I Plus, I also loved the characters in it were just really good. I really like the characters. I love the story and a great ending because often. I'm sorry. I, I'm yeah. so sorry to interrupt, but I'm going to no. say this uh, before I forget. So is it like uh, a, a character or a couple of characters that are hunting all all of the, like are the serial killers all kind of in this area, one area or something? Yes, all uh, in this the, one area. And so I should have said also they're police. They're uh, not the serial killer, but the pol it's a police procedural. So you really get to know uh, several of the police like that are involved in the investigation and one character who is also involved in the investigation, but is not a police officer, but I will not say how they are involved. I don't want to spoil anything because I, I immediately went and put a hold on the author's next book. Now, do you think this could be a series or do you think it'll be a standalone title? I was hoping for a series, but I looked at their next book, which I think is called the 20. And it does not appear to be about the same characters. So I think yeah. it. I think it's a standalone. Although I thought then I saw that it was, yeah. I'm going to say it's, a, I think at the moment, a standalone. But I think it would have the potential to be a series. Yeah. Okay, so could I read it? Oh, yes, I think so. Because you know what? It you reminded so? me, I've read one Val McDermott. Okay. And it reminded me of a Val McDermott book. Okay, like, yeah, and hers... Yeah, or graphic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so like graphic, like her, that first book of hers that I read was very graphic. It's like that. Yeah. Maybe, okay. but, but maybe not as bad, to be honest. But Yeah. <laughs> I know that first one. <laughs> yeah. Her first one was, yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I keep forgetting that I love Val McDermott and she's graphic because I'm always afraid to read mm -hmm. everybody else's books. So I have to get over that fear. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Well, that is a, we went from... <laughs> we went from youth fantasy to serial killing. Yeah. And I would love to like talk about this book, but I also don't want to spoil anything 
for anyone. If someone should choose to pick it up, I just want you to know the basics that you're going to see on the cover anyways, and then just go from there. It's a ride. Yeah. Do you know when that was published? I'm just curious. I think 22. So within the last year or so. Yeah. So like fairly recently, and I'm not sure if, uh, so she's a UK author. So Mm -hmm. I was able to put a hold on her second book, but I'm not sure that it's been, it's available in Canada yet, to be honest. Hey, speaking of UK author and Canada, Mm -hmm. have you picked up, is it available yet? J.D. Whitelaw's second book in the, I can't remember the name of the series all of a sudden. Bingo Hall. Yeah, yeah, Bingo Hall. Have you picked up that one yet? Because I no, wasn't I wasn't sure if it's in Canada yet. I don't think it's available yet. I thought I'd seen that was like his, his first book is, of course. But I'm not sure that his second one is. I'm going to quickly look on. Um, okay. His. Because, yeah, I do want to read that one when it comes Me out. Too. Because it's it's definitely a cozy mystery based on, you know, kind of his definition as well. And I did enjoy it. And I definitely would like, to, I love the character of the mother-in-law and the son-in-law kind of, you know, yeah. solving the crime on their own or together, I should say. And I definitely want to read the second one as well. So, okay. And we'll put that one in the show notes. We did talk about it. Well, we actually interviewed JD and everything. So, or Jonathan actually, I guess is he, go, we called him right. Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Jonathan. Yeah. yeah. We didn't say JD. So, okay. Uh, but we'll put that in the show notes. Okay. Let's get to these goals. Yes. So I, well, let's, why don't we start with your first goal that you want to talk about? How have you done on your, how's your mid-year update on your first goal? Okay. So my first goal was to read the 2022 Giller long list. As of January, I had read three of the 14 and at the moment I'm at eight of 14. So not Good. terrible. Yeah. I would like to have the long, this long list completed, but I think the next the 23 long list they usually announce sometime in September, maybe. So I would like to have it read by then, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. Yeah. I'll be honest. Now, do you own the other six or are you going to have to get them? No, I usually get them from the library. Okay. Yeah. Unless it's an author that I um, normally read and purchase their books. So generally I've been getting from the library. And it's probably easier at that point to get them, I would assume. Yeah, get them from the library. I have been waiting on one. We measure the earth, I think it's <gasps> oh, called. Yeah. I've been waiting months for that book, actually. I put a hold on that at least two months ago, and I am still still waiting for it. Wow. So there are some books. It's really interesting to see that which books have a long hold, like even mm-hmm. almost a year later kind of thing. So it's interesting. It's kind of cool. I wonder if it's available... Hmm, through my, I'll have to look and see if it's available uh, through my system. Because yeah. perhaps I could share my system with you. We'll have to yeah. see. Well, that's okay. Because I don't mind waiting. It's, I have other books. Like yeah, I'm like, I put a true. hold on that one, but I'll read the other ones while I'm waiting. What about you? What's your first? Um, I am killing my first goal. Nice. I'm killing it. Yeah. Nice. But it's really simple. So, okay. So <laughs> what I decided to do, one of my goals was to read Aesop's Fables because when yes. I was a kid, we had a copy of the book uh, here in at home and, or at my home back then. And I know that as a kid, I kind of flipped through it and I liked it as a kid, mm-hmm. but I thought, you know, 
I don't know, for some bizarre reason, it, it entered my brain. So I've been reading it, and there are 284 stories in it. So I read one per day. I'm okay. in the 180. I'm in the 180 range right now, and I wow, should finish. Rebecca. Yeah, I should finish uh, sometime in September. But every day, that's the first thing I do. I would get up in the morning and I read the Aesop's Fable for the day, and then I write about it. And I have a small journal, so mm-hmm. I just write. So sometimes it's a page, sometimes it's a half a page or a page or a little over a page. But I just write about, you know, what I think of it or or how it applies to my life or whatever. And what I've discovered is that it pretty much goes along with American politics. I'm not going to lie. There are so mm-hmm. many parallels to the things that are going on right now. It, it, and I, so I've written a lot about that, which is really yeah. funny. And if you look up the history of Aesop's Fables, it's a crazy history. Basically, it's I think it's a Greek, it, they believe it was a Greek person who sort of started these fables, but then they're not even sure that Aesop wrote them. So I don't know. It's a really complex history. And but, how many years ago were they written? God, like, they know? I can't, you know, I can't remember, but it could have been like 500 wow. something, you know, it's like a really long time ago. And, yeah. and, and that's why I think a lot of them might be political too, is that, oh, and they've also been altered over the years, like mm-hmm. massively probably altered. So yeah. that's why I think, you know, it's kind of a weird mix of stories and there, you know, some of them are only just like a little paragraph and some will go like one page and the book is a very small size yeah. book. But here's what I wanted to say about it, which I thought was really wild. I did not know that a lot of our famous sayings came from Aesop. So, for example, yesterday, the uh, saying at the end after you, and not all of them have a little saying, but one of them was, he laughs best that laughs last. Hmm. And there was another one, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And then the third one that I brought up, I mean, I'm highlighting is birds of a feather flock together. So I didn't know they they came from Aesop's fables. Yeah, I know. So that's been kind of fun to read it and uh, and write about it a little bit. And and part of it is that it's sticking with it every day. You know what I mean? Like every day I get up and do it. So I've kind of enjoyed it. I did tell a friend of mine I was reading it and she said, it was hilarious. She doesn't not she does not listen to the podcast, but and I love her, Stephanie. I love you. But she said something to me like, Oh, I hate Aesop's fables. <laughs> and I thought, I don't want to know why. Like I I'm going into it. It's the new year. Yeah. I don't want to know why you hate it. I might ask her after I'm done with it. I was gonna it, say, so. can you ask her when you're finished? Yes. Because I would love to know, especially if yes. you're enjoying it. <laughs> I want to know why Stephanie doesn't like them. Well, I I can't, you know, here's why. I'm enjoying the process of doing it, but here's mm-hmm. the thing. Sometimes the fable tells, like if you were say like an enslaved person, it's basically telling you to stay where you are. Don't yeah. try to get out of it or something. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it tells women to be really subservient. And so I get why she probably hates it and why she said that. Yeah. But I also, when I write about it, I twist it. I mean, in terms of, I really look for something that I can say about it that isn't just, I, tr- I try to find a creative way to twist the story or how it applies in today's world. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So yeah. anyway, so that's what I've been doing with that. So Nice. Good to hear. Yeah. So what's your second goal? Okay. My second goal was to continue to work through the Agatha Christie catalog, focusing on the Poirot stories. 
and I am doing very well. So I've worked it so that um, each month I actually like place one of her books in my to be read stack, you know? So like last year I didn't do great. I think I read only maybe three of her books, but I was kind of reading them willy nilly whenever I would think of it. This time I've like purposely, like when I make my little stack for the month, as I do, Mm -hmm. I put one of her books goes right at the bottom so that when I'm through, go through my stack, hers Mm -hmm. is the last one that I read. So I'm intentionally putting her into my TBR and I've read six so far this year. So once a month. Wow. Excellent. Now, how many of that, how many of that series are there then? Oh my gosh. I think I've, there's got to be about 40, I think, oh, Rebecca. Okay. Like, there's okay. a lot of Poirot. Yeah. yeah. I can't say his name. That's why I didn't. I just said that series. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm terrible at it, too, it. actually. I'm like, <laughs> it's really I know it's funny. Hercule, Hercule, Hercule or something, right? Hercule. <laughs> I'm Hercule. terrible. It's funny. We were watching an episode of uh, Son of a Critch earlier mm-hmm. this week, mm-hmm. uh, which, in case anyone doesn't watch, it's oh, set in the that. 1980s Newfoundland. Yeah. And the main character, he's like, what, 12 maybe in the second season, I would say, Rebecca? Yeah. 12, 13 maybe. Uh, and he goes to a Catholic school. And it was the episode where the nun is teaching them French. <laughs> and Mike speaks French. Mike is from New Brunswick Ooh. and is bilingual. I know. He's wow. so fancy. Um, yeah. <laughs> he would kill me awesome. for saying that. <laughs> but um, so the in the episode, they have the nun teaching them. And it would be like... Uh, Boogers is her <laughs> saying this right like her, her French is terrible and I couldn't stop laughing and I looked to Mike and I'm like that's why I can't speak French because I'm like that's who I was taught by not this particular woman but that's how my French teacher spoke and I'm like that's why I refuse to speak French because of that and I have friends that I told them I'm gonna try and I'm really sincerely gonna try and learn Spanish I know a lot of Spanish I just don't know how to like speak it. I'm not fluent yeah. by any stretch, but what's hilarious is I can't roll my R's. Me so either. I'm think I know. And I'm thinking, how far can I really go with Spanish if I literally cannot? And I mean, I try, but it, I spend more time trying to get just that part of it out. And I think how embarrassing, but you Me know, too. they say, as long as you make an effort, people will appreciate your effort. Even if your you know, accent sucks. That so, is true. I that guess, yeah. So, and I do appreciate that they're going to give me a wide berth. Yes. Because <laughs> I, I think we went to a couple of years ago when we went to Quebec. I practiced my bonjour. That was mm-hmm. terrible. So, obviously, I haven't practiced it in a while. And I made sure I knew how to ask for coffee and where the bathroom mm-hmm. was. Oh, excellent. But I think I practiced it so well, that little bit, that the French people thought I spoke French. So then they would answer me in French. And I'm like, I actually don't know what you're saying now. Damn it. I'm like, I (laughs) (laughs) backfired on me, but it was still fine. It was still fine to practice. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, because we're Hungarian on my mom's side. And Mm -hmm. whenever family members would, because my mom just, you know, went by then, they didn't want to speak anything but English in the household. And yeah, yeah. my mom was the youngest in the family, so she didn't learn Hungarian. So she had she did learn to say, I don't speak Hungarian, because all the relatives would speak to her in Hungarian, yeah. and she didn't know how. And so, yeah, sometimes that's the phrase you need to learn. So Yeah, yeah. I always keep thinking, I'll, I'll, I'll learn some. I, wanna, I do want to learn it just to be more comfortable when I do go to Quebec, which is such a beautiful province. But yeah. 
I just haven't uh, found the opportunity, put myself in that place of doing it. Anyway, so what were we talking about, though? Agatha Christie. Sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, Agatha yeah, Christie. Yeah. So um, Yes, so six, one book a month. I'm pretty happy with that for my goal so far. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you said when you started that goal, you even said, you know, it's going to take you a few years and stuff. Oh, so yeah. you're on track. So I'm on track. One book beautiful. a month, I think of like from a particular author, I think that's more than sufficient. Yeah. Okay. So my second goal. Okay. I am the only person on the planet who cares about this, but doesn't matter. Everybody's unique and different, but on Bookstagram, mm-hmm. people probably think I'm crazy and that's all good. I want to read my to-be-read physical books one year. I have one year. when I Once I buy a book, I have one year to read it. Mm. And so I am reading my 22, the books I published in, I'm published, the books I <laughs> purchased in 22, I am reading in 23. So okay. I have six books left, oh. which I'm very happy about. I can't remember. Yeah. To, sorry, I don't remember exactly how many I had before, but that I've read so far, but I'm finishing up braiding sweetgrass, which I'll talk about after I've finished it. I have the Obama autobiography, which I'm a little daunted by. I mean, I love Ted Kennedy, but Obama, I think his book is 800 pages or something. I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. But you did it. You did one. You can do them all now. Yes. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and then I may cheat and totally just have listen to the audio version. Cause that might yeah. be a better way to do it. Yeah. Oh, especially though, if he's, if he reads it, which I assume yeah. he does come on. Oh, I would love that. I would yeah. totally love that. Yeah. yeah. And then I also on that list is daughters of the deer, which is one you talked about, which mm-hmm. you, I loved your review of it. So it, I purchased you. it. I've got that. And then I have The Strangers by Katerina Vermet, which is the sequel to The Break, which I loved. Yep. So yep. I've got that one. Yep. And then I have two Richard Wagamese, who I've not read yet. I did see Indian Horse in the, as a movie, but yep. this will be the first two books. And I have A Quality of Life and Keeper in Me, those okay. two books by Richard Wagamese. So those are the six I want to finish by the end of 2023. So oh, I'm on track are. in my mind. To finish yeah. that goal. Yeah. Those are six great books that yeah. you have to read. Yeah. And then I also have, in 23, I have purchased so far eight books. So that okay. will be what I finish in. Tw- now, I could always read them beforehand. I'm yeah. not being that anal about it. I'm already <laughs> anal enough about this. But I figure <laughs> I can read them those in 24 or I could throw one in now. So, but yeah. So that's nice. goal number two. Excellent. Okay. What's your last goal? Okay. My last goal was to read more current books instead of, because uh, this was that I find I always want to read new releases, but I get bogged down by and forget about them. From Does that make sense? So like, yeah. I want to read books as they are newly published. Yeah. But sometimes I'll be like, well, I'll pick it up, like I'll buy it and then I'll read it or I'll get it from the library when it's published or something like this. And then that's when I'll read it. And then I just kind of forget about them Mm -hmm. and they get pushed into the backlist. And so um, I found a really good little hack, which is probably, I'm pretty sure not new to me, but it's working really well for me. I can't give you a number of how Mm -hmm. many current books I've read, but I'm using the library hold system. Yeah. Yes. And it works like a charm. So even because I didn't think of this, but even before books are published, you can put a hold yeah. on them in the library. And what I love is I then don't have to remember to read the book. 
great. The library remembers for me. So I, I I love getting these little surprises of like, okay, this book is ready. I'm like, oh my God, I've been wanting to read this book for months. Awesome. And let me mention too, I don't know if your library system does this, but my little library that I was the director of and have retired from, we had it set up to where if you have like a special, like an author that you really love, mm-hmm. you get automatically whenever they publish, you don't even have to know when that is, but as soon as they publish something, you get a, you go on the wait list. Really? For authors. Yes. Oh. For authors. Mm-hmm. I would have to look into that because I don't yeah. know if... Uh... Yeah, check and see if they have yeah. that function because our yeah. little library had it. We loved it. It was such a nice feature of our catalog system. Yeah. And so there were a couple authors that I absolutely wanted to read whatever they wrote. So I got on that list. Yeah. yeah. So I would just tell everybody out there, if you don't know, check with your public library to see if they have that feature. Yeah, because that's really great because I'm enjoying just this part of it. It's Before, I've always just used it the whole system as I want to read this book. And so then I go in look for it and, you know, put a hold mm-hmm. on it. But to actually, like I, Ann Patchett has a new book coming out in August or September. And I'm like, I will never remember that when that book is published, but I'd heard about it a month ago. So I'm like, I went right to the library system and put a hold. And now mm-hmm. it's just, when it's my turn, I get to read it. It's pretty awesome. Let me tell you another feature that public libraries often yes. have, and you should check and see if your library has this. A Lucky Day collection. Have you heard of a Lucky Day collection? Oh, is that when you can, it comes up early for you and you get it for a shorter period of time? Nope. No? What's this? Well, I, well, hmm, no, I don't know. Usually it's that you can't, you can't renew it. But basically it's when you literally walk into your library and the brand new shelf will have a Lucky Day collection and it can be separate from other collections. But it's literally like, it's like, it's your lucky day. You walked in, you found that hot title that everybody's been waiting months and months and months for, but your lucky day title is sitting there and you, and there's, they can't place holds on that copy. So it's literally for the people who use their library, walk in and grab that book off the shelf way ahead of everybody else. Wow. Yeah. So I feel like we have something similar, but I'm not mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But check and see about lucky day because that, that's the whole purpose of it was, you know, you can get on the wait list, certainly, but then you could also literally walk into your branch and go, holy crap, there's that thing. There's the, what's the one uh, spare by, uh, what's his name? The prince. Oh, yeah, Prince Harry. Yeah, Prince Harry. You could yeah. maybe walk in and bypass that really, really long holds list. So a lot of public libraries have Lucky Day collections. They've been around for mm-hmm. quite a few years now. Yeah. So check and see. Good yeah. to know. There you go. Good to know. But I'm yeah. here to tell you all things public libraries well, thank today. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, that's working really well for me. I feel like I'm uh, staying on top of the current books that I know I want to read. Now, let me ask you, okay. in reading those books, are have you had the feeling, because I know you kind of mentioned it with the demon head copper, what's that? Copper? Oh yeah, uh, demon copperhead. Yeah, demon copperhead. you kind of said at first you thought it might have been overhyped, but then you loved it. But yeah. did you, so do you feel like reading these brand new titles are they, do you feel like you've enjoyed all of the ones you've read? Are you feeling like there's a, a little too much overhype for them? Or how are you feeling about the process of reading these brand new hot titles? Well, I think when I'm doing them like this, when I am purposely putting a hold on them, mm-hmm. they tend to be authors that I want to read anyways. Oh, so okay. it's not necessarily like a book 
that I will see on Bookstagram or something that I'll like oh. a new book will be advertised and I'll be like, oh, and I'll go put a hold on that. That yes. will actually, if it's just a book that I think is interesting, mm-hmm. that just goes on to my like little uh, virtual TBR, mm-hmm. which is all numbered and yeah. it goes down at the bottom and I get to that whenever I get to it. But like the Emily Henry, I don't know if you've, mm-hmm. you're familiar with her. hers. Yeah. yeah. So I really like her books or like I said, Ann Patchett is another one. Those are ones that I know I've read uh, several of their books in the past and have really enjoyed. So that I just, they're an automatic read that I want to read. Like mm-hmm. I've decided it before there was even book buzz. I've made my own little book buzz in my head. Yeah. So as those books, I know I've not been disappointed with them. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. And I think in the past too, I've always been like, when it's a a book that I I think I want to read, I'm like, I'll read it, I'll purchase it, and then I'll read it. Mm -hmm. But I'd actually, I buy a lot of books, but I don't buy that many books. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to buy that many books. So I end up not buying the book and therefore not reading it. So I'm just using the library more. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love the public library. That's Me a good too. thing. Me yeah. too. Okay, Rebecca, number okay. three. Okay, so this one has been, I had this goal last year, totally blew past it, put it on my my list again this year, and I, but I have found an exciting I way to have. manage it. I'm so excited. Yes. So it's basically to read, like I sort of said, read or highlight one country per month, because I feel like... I don't read enough around the world. And that was really something I wanted to do. So, so far I've read this year, a book set in England, Mexico, Palestine, Poland, and Egypt. But I wasn't feeling like I was really, you know, following the spirit of the goal for myself. Those were books I just happened to come across or that I liked, but I didn't necessarily search them out. So, and which is fine, but so I still felt like, well, that's okay. But part of me was that I wanted to learn more about the country. I wanted to feel the country more, you know, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but Mm -hmm. I just wanted that sense of, I've read this book and now I I just can feel that country in in a way. Well, I accidentally came across a Vancouver noir, which is a collection of short stories about Vancouver. And it turns out this publisher, which now I've suddenly, I can't remember their name, but uh, again, it'll be in the show notes, but they've, they've published over 120 titles wow. of different cities around the world. And the thing about it, which I'll talk about more when I talk about the books, so I won't go into great detail here, other than to say they are getting great authors and in fact, I picked up Detroit Noir and Joyce Carol Oates is one of the authors of one of the short stories. And the idea is that these people who have been, um, who are in the collection, that they, these authors, they grew up or were born or lived for a period of time in the city in which they're highlighting in their, in their short story. By the end of this, I really felt that I had kind of a sense of Vancouver that I have not had, even though I've read books about that were set in Vancouver. Yeah. It just gave me almost that layer that I wanted. And I, I mean, the stories and plus as short stories, our dear Sherry Lapina, 
who uh, Tara told me that I should watch this one um, uh, Zoom webinar thing. And she talked about just this, you know, telling a great story and that sometimes she felt that Canlit doesn't necessarily tell a great story, like to keep you engaged. And so I kind of feel like Sherry Lapina, we, Tara and I kind of laughed about it, that Sherry would have loved this collection of yeah. short stories, I think, because each short story, I wanted each of them to be a full novel. Like I wanted more of the backstory. I wanted more of these characters. I wanted more of all of it, you know, and yeah. it was just a really, really well done collection. And I think that's the success of this series is that the editors are pulling together great authors for these stories. And and what's great too is, you know, you read one, they're fairly short, you know, it's, you get through it and then you're kind of sad that it's over. But I felt like, you know, they have every possible city you can imagine. I keep going back to like Stockholm and Mumbai and yeah. Montreal and um, Cape Cod in the United States. So all of these, it could be a region, it could be a city, but I feel like the people who have lived there will tell so many different types of stories within this series that I'm going to get a real sense of it. And this was exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. You want place as a character. Absolutely. There yeah. you go. Perfectly yeah. said. Very cool. I like that. I like that you've, uh, you still have that goal, but you reworked it to yeah. fit into the, your reading life at the moment. Yeah. You know? And I literally, not literally, I figuratively uh, stumbled across this title. And and then I said, oh, they have one for Toronto. I want to read that one. And then when I actually went to the publisher's website, I was like, oh my God, there's over 120 wow. titles. And I thought this will keep me busy for a very long time. And if you need a palate cleanser, 100%, I recommend. Yeah. At the very least, I recommend the Vancouver uh, title specifically. Who is the publisher? Do you know off the... Um, you know, let me, I, it, gosh, I wrote it. Hold on. If you give me one second. Yeah, for sure. And I will look it up uh, because I did tag them when I posted about it. Okay. It is, a, okay. I'm not, I don't know how to pronounce this, but Akashic Books, A-K-A-S-H-I-C. Okay. And they publish other things as well. But again, this catalog hundred over 120 titles and they're con I mean they've got like another five or six titles coming yeah so that's why I say over 120 so I do think you had like a fourth goal did you not oh okay so my fourth goal is to whittle down my physical TBR stack mm -hmm. I don't think I've accomplished anything <laughs> Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to get, uh, I think I started January with 55 books mm -hmm. on my, in my physical TBR. I may be still at that number. I've read a lot of them, but I continue to replenish them. So yeah. mm -hmm. that's, that's, uh, you know, first world problems. It's, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I'm reading so many books for the year and then I'm just, I'm replenishing them for the next yeah. year after. So you're, yeah. we're just doing the same thing. We're just doing the same. Yeah. But I want to tell you though, really quickly, I yeah. had to weed my, you know me, I have to weed my to be read list on Goodreads. Mm, I, can't, yes. I can't, I don't like it when it grows. Yeah. I got it down to like 40 books. Wow. It was over 130 yeah. yeah. And I thought I can't, it, it creates a lot of anxiety for me if I have too many it books does. on it. So I, I whittled it down to 40. Not to be like, but I'm going to, I'll play devil's advocate. Do you ever worry that by purging, 
that you're missing out on books though. If no. you purge them. No. No, because if it's something that I really, 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 really want to read, it'll come back again. It'll I'll That's remember true. it. I'll, yeah. You know, you and I'll talk about it or something. I'll go, oh yeah. yeah. And then I might add it again. But I really looked at it and Tara and I talked about this, but just really quickly. I've had a kind of a rough year with my reading slump a little bit and a lot of stuff going on around my home life. And I needed uh, happier books to read. So I said, mm-hmm. I think the rest of 2023, I'm going to focus on uh, things that uh, maybe are a little more palate cleansing type of books yep. because I just kind of need it for right now for my good yep. mental health. <laughs> so yep. all those angsty ones, I just said, I'm letting them go. And I took them off my list. Yeah. And if I really want to read them, they'll come back again. They will. They will. If they're that good, they stick around in the atmosphere kind of thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, I think that's a, I think we have been doing a great job with our uh, goals this year. I'm really proud of us patting on the back. Yeah, I agree too. So, all righty. Well, that is what we have for today and we will talk to you all again soon. Yes, and happy reading. Thank you for joining us on our bookish journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing Canada Reads American Style wherever you listen. You can connect with the podcast and Rebecca on Instagram at Canada Reads American Style and with Tara at On a Branch Reads. Until next time, keep reading.